if you previously already heard this podcast, I'm your host, the Susan Anime O'Hagan, or you could call me Anime. I really don't care. And I'm going to tell you some of the things we have talked about on this podcast. So let's check it out and see all the interesting things we've talked about. I talk about movies, TV shows, books, games, Game Informer, Pinocchio, Warriors of Legend, Unauthorized Book, Nine, Firestarter, A Soft Guide to Taking It Easy, Vampire Kisses Books, Lucia Ball, The Wizard of Oz, Sejo B, The Great Battles in History, some of these are older, Zombies 3, Witches, Diana, Her Life and Legacy, Pirates, Zombies, Titanic, Tuesday, Norway, One on One, Mysterious Places, Movies, Buzz Lightyear, Melissa and Joey, Avatar The Last Airbender, The Promise, Memorial Day, Senior Year, Godzilla, Funny, Mashup, Ripley's Believe It or Not, For the Love of a Child, Anastasia, Asia and More, Mary Vincent, The J-Team, Shirley Jackson, Family Trees, Greek Mythology and Lesson, Electric Chair, The Brady Kids, The Brady Bunch, The Brady Brunch Goes to Hawaii, The Dark Side of the Brady Bunch, Growing Up Brady, The Lottery, Turner and Pooch, Night Squad, Hillsong, Almost Christmas Movie, We Have Always Lived in the Castle book, love that book, The Other Kingdom, The Warren Files, A Witch's Ball, Evil Thing, A Tell of That Deville Woman, Two Hot Take Show Review, Turning Red, Team Titans Raven, Unsolved Mysteries, Charmed, Buzzfeed Unsolved, Kids Nation, Black Widow, Fired Up, The Movie, The Good Place, St. Patrick, Chicago Tribunal Murders, Awkward, Ukraine, Ghost Whispered, The Bride He Bought Online, Archie and Katie Kane, Archie's Weird Mystery, Seven Heaven. Charlie Sturkenweather, Mummy is a Murder Chill, Abandoned Empress, Hot and Key Cleveland, Scorpion TV Series, Breakfast at Tiffany's, Different Strokes, Return to Amish and Escaping Polygamy, and we have so much more. I will be talking about movies. TV shows, books, games, money, easy time sets, and movies, TV shows, books, games, and I guess that is all of them. I hope you all enjoyed and hopefully you'll have a great and wonderful experience. And these will be uploaded Monday through Thursday. Let's see if we have an ad break for today. Our sponsor, ad break, ad break, ad break, ad break. Sponsor, 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 sponsor. And before we go to ad breaks or sponsors, let's get a little bit of a
Some facts about pandas. The bamboo bear. It was once thought that the giant panda might be related to the raccoon. However, scientists have since proven that it is a member of the bear family. The giant panda is officially classed as a carnivore, meat eater, though its diet is more likely that of an omnivore, plant eater. The vast variety of a giant panda's diet consists of bamboo due to an effective dissative system. They need to eat large qualities to get the nutrients they need. A giant panda can spend 14 hours a day eating and will typically eat 11 to 18 kg in one day. 99% of this bamboo. But they will also eat fish, eggs, and small animals if the opportunity arises. In the wild, giant pandas are territorial and generally solitary animals. And welcome back. I am your host, Lee Susan Anime O'Hagan, or you could call me Anime. Either one is fine by me. And today, we have whew, quite a book. Quite a book. And I was going to talk about this a few weeks ago, and I'm going to state a couple things probably throughout this. Some of this book reminds me of some of what happened in my childhood, which is why I'm going to have a hard time getting through this book. It took me a lot longer than, like, t it's just, who some of the things that she went through is similar and that some of them aren't exactly. But the book I am referring to, if you're wondering, is called I'm Glad My Mom Died. And I will read you some of the fun things on the book. I have it right here in front of me and my notes. Impressively funny. I'm reading quotes. An important cultural document. Jeanette McCartney is the queen of lemonade from lemons, using her trauma to weave a painfully funny story that also illuminates uh, the convictions of teenage girls in American important culture document dressed as much as a searing personal one. Jeanette road to finding herself removed from the ex expectation of her mother is impressively funny. She focuses non-cave relationships, complex grief, religious worship, and Hollywood trauma into a bold story with specific comedy voice. How could a book be so sad and so funny? It's an art and Jeanette McCurdy has mastered it here. I'm glad my mom died is historically and heartbreaking and fascinating at the same time. I'm glad my mom died is furious, sad, brave, knowing, honest, heart-wrenching, and utterly compelling. McCurdy writes with a keen insight and startling compassion, whether showing how dysfunction can seem normal to those most affected, the torture of eating disorders, or the mind, I'm not saying that word, that is, child stardom McCurdy brings readers deep into the melody is so often hidden from outsiders. This is a beautiful, crafted, coming-of-age story, as fearless as it is authored. Jeanette McCurdy's book is a curious picture of her life as a child actor. Devastatingly honest and a great unstarring of psychology and emotional operating at a deep level. It's a inviting read, entertaining, and very touching. So, before I continue, let me just say this. Warning, if you have anything like PTSD, health issues, mental issues, or just any issues in general, this book may not be for you. It is funny, and I do love it, but it does come at a price. And I'm also going to state warning here. There is going to be some emotional, physical, mental, and all of that in this podcast due to this amazing, terrifying book. Jet McCurry's book is a courageous picture of her life as a child actor, devastating honest, and with great understanding of the psychological. Jeanette's career as an actor was simply a character in a much more 
important story. She is a natural heart with a wonderful sense of humor. Her story is heartbreaking with a nice balance of hopeful. I cannot put this book down. Now I'm going to read the little insert. A heartbreaking and hilarious memoir by Art Carly and Sam and Cat star Jeanette McCurdy about her struggles of a former child actor including eating disorders, addiction, and a compelling relationship with her overbearing mother and how she retook control of her life. McCurdy was six years old. And again, I am going to state that if I do compare my life to hers, there is a reason for it because some of what she went through, I had an eating disorder like she did. It's how I relate to this book. So if you hear me talk about it, please don't get mad at me. It's just what I went through, what she went through, and the similarities is a little terrifying and a little interesting. But she is just such, I hope she writes another book and it doesn't need to be about her life. It could be about anything, like a comedy book, a scary book, whatever. I would read her books. Jeff McCurdy was six years old when she had her first acting audition. Her mother dream was for her only daughter to become a star, and Jeanette would do anything to make her mother happy. So she went along with what her mother called calorie restriction, eating little and weighing herself five times a day. She endured extensive at-home makeovers while mom cringed, your eyelashes are visible okay. You think Dakota Fanning doesn't it? tint hers? She was even showered by mom until age 16 and was also forced to share her diaries, emails, and her entire income. I'm glad my mom died. Jeanette recounts of all this in unflinching detail just as she chronics what happened when the dream finally comes true. Casting a new Nickelodeon series called I Carly. She is thrust into fame. Though mom is ecstatic, emailing fan club monitors and getting on a first name basis with the paparazzi. Hi, Gail. Jeanette is rattled with anxiety, shame, and self-loathing, which manifests into eating disorders, addiction, and a series of unhealthy relationships. Okay. This issue only gets worse soon after taking the lead in the iCarly spinoff, Sam and Cat, alongside Ariana Grande. Even though that's not how she pronounces her last name, she actually says it's Grant. And if you don't believe me, you can literally look up when does Ariana call her last name. But she calls it Grande for her, like, stage name. Her mother dies of cancer, finally after discovering therapy and quitting acting, Jeanette embarks on recovery and decides for the first time in her life what she really wants. Told with refreshing can-do and dark humor, I'm glad my mom died, is an inspiring story of her relentless independence and the joy of shampooing your own hair. Yeah, her mom wouldn't let her shampoo her own hair, which is so messed up. And by the way, Jeanette, I think you were a great actress. I know you didn't like to act, but I did find that you were really good at it. So I'm grateful to have been able to watch you while you still wanted to do that, but I'm grateful that you were able to finally do what you wanted in life. And I think you would be a great writer. Like you could write more books and people would read them. Jeanette McCurdy, language, okay. So I'm gonna read my notes. I'm Glad My Mom Died is a memoir by American former actress and singer Jeanette McCurdy. McCurdy. If I'm saying her name wrong, I'm so sorry. They call her Nettie in the book. About a, her career as a child actress and her difficult relationship with her abusive mother who died in 2013. It is Curdy's first book and was published on August 9th, 2022 by Simon and Schotzer. McCurdy was a professional actress from age six until she announced that she had pre-mentally stopped acting in 2017. I know that they did an iCarly reboot and I was kind of disappointed she wasn't in it, but when I realized why she wasn't in it, I was like, good for her. She stood her ground. She didn't want to do it. She, like, once you realize why, you're like, oh, like, you're grateful that 
she like stood up for what she wanted. From 2009 to 2012, I grew up with iCarly, so it's kind of funny to me. She also was signed to Capitol Records Nashville, who released her self-titled debut studio album in 2012. She had previously written pieces in publications such as the Wall Street Journal and began writing personal essays shortly after. She sent some of the essays to her manager at the time, who encouraged her to write a book about her experience. Rather than write a book, McCurdy created a one-woman show titled I'm Glad My Mother Died, which she performed in Los Angeles and New York City. Plans to tour the show in other cities were canceled due to the COVID-19 pandemic. Yeah, we're so sick of COVID-19. We were so sick of it. Let me tell you, we were sick of it. And she decided to write her material into a memoir. Thank you, by the way, for considering that. Because let me tell you, your book was amazing to a lot of people. We loved it. And I don't know if half the people would know about your story if you just continued with the one woman show because I usually don't have money to go to those things but I love to read and your book was so touching the cover featured McCurney looking up and holding a pink urn with decorative paper slipping out about the decision to use the photo for the book cover, McCurdy told the Entertainment Weekly, Confetti spilling out of an urn felt to me like a good way of capturing the humor and the tragedy. But I knew I didn't want to go as far as throwing the confetti or jumping in the air with a huge smile on my face or doing any other kind of body language. Facial expression that could read as flippant. Ultimately, I chose a functional expression that I think reads as sensor, sinister, a little pinned and a little hopeful. In the memoir, McCurdy discusses her childhood as a successful child actress, including a standard relationship with a producer described as only as the creator. Ah, yes, the creator. We all know who that really is, but We'll just continue calling him the courier. I will do a story on that for maybe my true crime or my podcast on my other podcast where I get more into crazy depths of disturbing things. But yeah, that creator has some issues. And that's what she calls him. That's it. The creator. That's all it is. Okay. Her brief foley into a country music career and the troubled and controlling relationship she had with her mother, Deborah, who died from cancer in 2013. The book is divided into two sections, before and after, which describes the events of her life before and after the death of her mother. The book sold out within 24 hours of going on sale at retailers including Amazon, Target, and Barnes & Noble. That some months it became a number one New York Times bestseller for nonfiction in both hardcover and ebook, selling over 2,000 copies across all formats in its first week of release. I'm Glad My Mother Died was met with rage, reviews from critics, with reviews. Aggressor bookmarks reporting that none of the seven reviews were negative or mixed. In a starred review, Publishers Weekly called the book insightful and incisive, heartbreaking, and raw. Which also gave a starred review wrote that the book is the heartbreaking story of an emotional, battered child delivered with captive cord and grace. The New York Times wrote that the memoir was a coming-of-age story that is alternatively harrowing and moderately funny. Jim McCurdy and Drew Barrymore on the complete relationship of Mother Drew was asking the questions like, who do you tell your truth 
of the person is still alive. I understand I was abused and would love to write it in a book, but I might have to do it in a secret way. Drew and Jeanette are having a very real conversation. So Jeanette went on to talk about it on the Drew Baramir Shore, the Daily Show, the Red Round Table. And I mean, her book is just the Polology. I have like, the book right in front of me. It's starting how we always give big news to loved ones in a coma. As if coma is just a thing that happens from a lack of something to be excited about in your life. Mom is in the ICU at the hospital. The doctor told us she has 48 hours to live. Grandma, Grandpa, and Dad are out in the waiting room, calling relatives and eating vending machine snacks. Grandma says nutter butter soothes her anxiety. I'm standing around mom's tiny comatose body with my three older brothers marcus dustin and scotty the together one the smart one the sensitive one i wipe the corners of her crusted shut eyes with a rag and then it begins mom together leans over and whispers into her ear i'm gonna move back to california soon we all perk up excited to see if mom might suddenly jolt awake Nothing than smart, smart steps forward. Mama, uh, Mama, Kate and I are getting married. Again, we all perked up. Still nothing. Sensitive steps forward. Mama. Um, not listening to what... Sensitive has to say, I'm trying to get Mama to wake because I'm too busy working on my own wake up material. Where was I? Wake up material. And now it's my turn. I wait until everyone else goes down to grab some food so that I can be alone with her. I pull the squeaky chair close to her bed and sit down. I smile. I'm about to bring the big gun. Forget weddings. Forget moving home. I've got some more important to offer. Something I'm sure mom cares more about than anything. Mom. I'm so skinny right now. I'm down to 89 pounds. As a grown woman, she's 89 pounds. Or at least a teenager. Dang, that's not normal. So many things that her mom, oh, try I know what that's like. I wanted to be 44 pounds. I understand how she's, I'm in the ICU with my dying mother. And the thing that I'm sure will get her to wake up is the fact that in the days since mom's been hospitalized, my fear and sadness have morphed into the perfect anorexic motivation cocktail. And finally, I have achieved mom's current goal weight for me, 89 pounds. I'm sure this fact will work. That I lean all the way back into my chair and cross my legs. I wait for her to come to and wait and wait. But she never does. She never comes to, and I can't make sense of it. If my weight isn't enough to make Mama wake up, then nothing will be. And if nothing can wake her up, that that means she's really going to die. And if she's really going to die, what am I supposed to do with myself? My life purpose has always been to make Mama happy, to be who she wants me to be. So without Mama, who am I supposed to be now? That's the polology. That's not even the real first chapter. Okay, the press in front of me is wrapped in Christmas paper, even though it's the end of June. We have so much paper left over from the holidays because Grandpa got the dozen roll set from Sam's Club, even though Mom told him a million times that it wasn't even that good of a deal. I peel 
don't rip off the paper because I know Mama likes to save a wrapping paper scrap for um, every present. And if I rip instead of peel, the paper won't be as intact as she would like it to be. Dustin says Mom's a hoarder. But Mom says she just likes to preserve the memories of things, so I peel. I look up at everyone. Watch Grandmom's there with her poofy perm and her button nose and her intense, the same intensity that always comes out when she's watching someone open a present. She's so invested in where gifts come from, the piece of them, whether they were on sale or not. She must know these things. Grandpa's watching too and snapping pictures while he does. I hate having my picture taken, but Grandpa loves taking them. And there's no stopping a grandpa who loves something. Like how mom tells him to stop eating his heaping help of tile, mook, vanilla, bean, ice cream every night before bed because it won't do any good for his already failing heart. But he won't. He won't stop eating his ice cream. And he won't stop snapping his pictures. I'm almost be mad if I didn't love him so much. Dad's there, half asleep, like always. Mom keeps nudging him and whispering to him that she's really not convinced his thyroid is normal. Okay, so I'm gonna skip and see if I can find it. Oh, that's right, I think. as well. The biggest bombshell from Jermette McCurdy's memoir, I'm Glad My Mom Died. The Nickelodeon star left no feeling unexpressed in her heartbreaking memoir, I'm Glad My Mom Died. The story discussed sexual assault and physiological abuse. Jeanette McCurdy put it all out there in her Holly memoir i'm glad my mom died the nickelodeon star pulled no punches when it came to discussing the pearls of young fame developing anorexia as a child why she ultimately quit acting and the abuse she suffered at the hands of her mother who died in 2013. however it took a lot of therapy before the 30 year old was ready to reflect on her life for public consumption i spent six years of time effort and energy on the things that I have explored in this book, but in a complete unresentable way, she told them. That work got me to the place where I was able to start exploring its creativity. So ultimately, what wound up on the page, that's all stuff that I really believe in and stand by. So I feel confident. I really feel confident. Delivering into her past was a long fraught, fought journey, but the former star Viacali and Sam Cat sounds very optimistic about where she ended up. Here are some of the eye-opening revelations in the book. Jeanette begins acting. Reluctantly, Mom Deborah got Jeanette and her brother Marcus an audition with child talent agent Barbara Karen Kirk and Canis Mom, but Barbara only wanted to sign Marcus, telling Deborah that her daughter lacks chemistry. Jeanette wrote as devoted memoirs. Deborah told Jeanette to pray for Barbara to accept her, and in the meantime, she convinced the agency to take on her daughter, too. She subsequently hated the acting class she had to go to as one of the conditions of Barbara signing her. When she was booked a job as a background actor at the age of six, her mom informed her that as her representative, mommy's not going to take any of your money except for my salary, plus essentials. She neglected to say what essentials were. This day was stressful and not fun, and if given the choice Jeanette wrote, I would have chose to never do anything like it again. Jeanette was working 
but they were small roles that didn't satisfy her mother after developing a bit of a crush on Frankie Muniz when she had a guest spot on Malcolm in the Middle in 2003. Jeanette wondered in her prayers if her impure thoughts about the actor had made her undeserving and were preventing her from getting bigger parts. Childhood trauma. Deborah Deborah told an eight-year-old Jeanette that taking bathroom breaks was unprofessional, but one day she could not hold it any longer and asked permission to go use the toilet. As she was going, she tearfully apologized to her mother, who still insisted on wiping her behind for her because she didn't trust the child to do it properly. Jeanette wrote that she spent five years dreading showers, that a 12 her mom was still showering her. Deborah would also give her a breast and front butt exam. Jeanette described nothing that her mom explained. She was checking her chest and private parts for cancerous lumps. I usually just try to think of Disneyland while mom's doing the exam. She wrote nothing that she felt a huge wave of relief when they were over. Facts about pandas. The bamboo bear. It was once thought that the giant panda might be related to the raccoon. However, scientists have since proven that it is a member of the bear family. The giant panda is officially classed as a carnivore, meat eater, though its diet is more likely that of an omnivore, plant eater. The vast variety of a giant panda's diet consists of bamboo due to an effective sedative system. They need to eat large qualities to get the nutrients they need. A giant panda can spend 14 hours a day eating and will typically eat 11 to 18 kg in one day. 99% of this bamboo. But they will also eat fish, eggs, and small animals if the opportunity arises. In the wild, giant pandas are territorial and generally solitary animals. Well, let's see if we have an ad break for today. Our sponsor, ad break, ad break, ad break, ad break. Sponsor, 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 sponsor. And before we go to ad breaks or sponsors, let's get a little bit of a Cheering up naturally during an actor's class once, word got around that Jeanette could cry on cue, which needless to say was not fun for her. She wrote it was one of the more miserable experiences of her life, sitting in a cold, casting office imagining tragic events that harmed my beloved family. She rememberly cried her eyes out. At her audition for 2003's Hollywood Homicide starring Harrison Ford and Josh Harnett, which she did get. After on an unsuccessful audition for CBS Producto Without a Trace, which premiered in 2002, Jeanette told Deborah she didn't want to act anymore. Deborah concerned that it was her favorite thing in the world. When she insisted it was not, Deborah got hesitant, sobbing. You can't quit. This is our chance. This was our chance. Under Mom's influence, Deborah kept insisting Jeanette wear a fuzzy pink shirt with a rhinestone heart in the center of it. 
black fake leather shorts, and a black go-go boots to auditions. Even though she wrote, she told her mom the outfit made her feel like a streetwalker. She wrote those clothes to a Grace Anatomy audition, but they wanted a plainer look, so the casting director had her assistant lend Jen his flannel shirt. She got a call back, but immediately didn't get the part. When Deborah demanded to know why, her daughter agent, no longer Barbara, by then, told her that the casting director said Jeanette was too pretty for that particular role, and she wrote, I've seen, I've never seen mom be so happy I didn't go to roll until then. An eating disorder develops early. When Jeanette told her mother she wrote a screenplay, Deborah described her, warning her that many writers were frumpy and she didn't want her butt to get too fat. So in the book, Marcus, Dustin, and Scotty are there too. I love all of them for different reasons. Marcus is so responsible, so reliable. I guess this makes sense since he's basically an adult. He's 15, but even so, he seems to have a sturdiness to him that I haven't seen in many other adults around me. Okay, I love Scotty. I love Dustin. Mom's watching too. Oh, Mom, she's so beautiful. She doesn't think she is, which is probably why she spends an hour doing her hair and makeup. Mom's watching me, and I'm watching her, and that's how it always is. We're always connected. I'm immediately disappointed, if not horrified, when I see what I've received as my present for my sixth birthday. Sure, I like Rugrats, but this two-piece outfit, a t-shirt and shorts, feature Angelica, my least favorite character, Surrounded by daisies. I hate flowers and clothes. And there are ruffles around the sleeves and labels. Uh, it's two hours later. Okay, I could tell they think that it's so cool how they're chit-chatting. But I think it takes away from the priority of birthday song. Mom was first diagnosed with stage 4 breast cancer when I was two years old. I hardly remember it, but there was a few flashes. There's the flash of mom knitting me a big green and white yarn blanket saying it was something I could keep with me while she was in the hospital. I hated it. I hated the way she was giving it to me, or I hated the feeling I got when she gave it to me. I don't remember what exactly. I hated it, but there was something in that moment that I absolutely did. Okay, even though I hardly remember that time in my life. It's not like I have to. The events are talked about so often in the McCurdy household that you don't even have to be there at all for the experience to be echoed into your memory. Mom loves recounting her cancer story. The chemotherapy, the radiation, the bone marrow transplant, the mastectomy, the breast implants, the stage fourness of it, how she was only 30 when she got it to any churchgoers, neighbors, or fellow abster customers who lends her a listening ear. Even though the fear of it are so sad, I can tell that the story itself gives mom a deep sense of pride of purpose. Like she, Deborah McCurdy, was put on this earth to be a cancer survivor and lived to tell the tale to anyone and everyone at least five to ten times. Mom remembers about cancer the way most people remembers about vacation. She also e she even goes so far to miss uh, ah so let's continue with the article I guess if I can ever get back there. When Jeanette accidentally told her mother she's, oh yeah, Jeanette freaked out when she started developing breast scared because she was only two when her mother was diagnosed with breast cancer and she wondered if she was feeling cancerous, gross. Deborah assured her it was natural development, but that she could stop them from getting bigger by restricting her calorie consumption. 
when she showed up at the doctor's office weighing 20, uh, weighing 61 pounds. When she was around 12, her mother assured her the concerned doctor that she would get Jeanette to eat more, which Jeanette wrote was a lie. Growing pains. When she got her first period, Jeanette wrote that her response was to resume her anorexic behavior, not ready for her body to do adulting things, adult things. On the Generation Love Tour in support of her 2011 single of the same name, she ate enough to feel full for the first time in years, which led her confused. She felt good, but also ashamed and scared of what her mother, whose cancer had returned, making her uncomfortable to grow with Jeanette on tour, would say. Sure enough, she recalled when she got home, Deborah told her she was getting chunky. Jeanette was on iCarly, which premiered in 2007. She felt that she was being sexualized on the show. The Nickelodeon series wardrobe designer told Jeanette that the creator helped Jeanette refer to this man throughout the book, specifically wanted her to wear bikinis, even though she felt more comfortable in a one-piece bathing suit, she recalled. She felt extremely uncomfortable with her body, self-conscious that she was still so small, but also she wrote terrified of being looked at as a sexual being. The creator pursued her to drink alcohol when she was 18. She alleged telling her that it was fine that the kids on Victorious got drunk together all the time and the Nickelodeon kids need a little edge, Jeanette wrote. On another occurrence, she the, and the creator were talking about Jeanette moving on from iCarly onto her own show, which didn't up happening the way she said she was promised. And Jeanette remembered that he started massaging her shoulders. I wanted to say something to tell him to stop Shiro, but I was so scared of offending him. She never identified the creator by name. <laughs> yeah, we can guess. Talking to the New York Times about her book, Jeanette said, my whole childhood and obsolescence were very exploited. There were cases where people had the best intentions and maybe didn't know what they were doing, and also cases where they did. They knew exactly what they were doing. Uh, Nickelodeon, as well as I, Carly and Sam and creator Dan Snyder, agent and lawyer for comment about not have received a response. Snyder and the network cut ties in 2018. Yeah, that's who everyone thinks it is. Jeanette's first kiss was reluctant on camera with co-star Nathan... I'm not sure how to pronounce his last name. He seemed to just go with it and treated her very kindly, she wrote. But she couldn't wait for it to be over. She recalled feeling her body restraining from head to toe. The creator who was was directing the episode demanding more head movement from her. When her mother was seemingly on the deathbed in 2013. Okay, I'm going to skip back over to this because there is something I think I want to mention if I can find it. Where is it? Huh. Oh, I know. Something I found interesting about Jeanette's story that hit me was her religion. And yes, it hit me because I've only heard bad things about her religion. And because I've heard of the religion and I'm like, where have I heard this? Where is it though? Sorry, it might take me a moment to find it. I'm looking because I wrote it down to bring it up here.
Okay. Is that the beginning? Why can I never find anything when I'm looking for it, but when I'm not looking for it, it just shows up? See, I have stuff like Sailor Moon that I want to talk about. Places I have been, pets, Luca, Disney Pixar, Idiot, which is a book, Game Shakers, uh, Upside Down, Magic, Under Wraps 2, True Story of Open Water, uh, The Doris Day Show, The Honjo Ball. Where is this? Okay. Superstore, She-Hulk, Only Murders in the Building, my kid-friendly Halloween movies, Mr. Iglesias, The Little Demon, Kyle XY Kidnapping, Kathleen the Superman something, uh, Hydro Disaster, Hocus Pocus, Happy People Are Annoying, Grownish. Okay, Garden Grove 6. The Church of Jesus Christ Lav Latter day Saints. That was her religion, and boy. It's a little interesting because from what I got from the book, it just doesn't make sense how her mom was one, but you know, that's just a whole different conversation. But I would say if you can find it, go out and read it. If you can get, like, a friend to loan it to you, read it. It is so sad, so funny, so messed up, so interesting. And I think people can relate to, like, when eating disorders happen. I had both anorexia and bulimia. Didn't know until years later. And now I'm, I still have weight issues and food issues, but um, I was also physically and mentally abused by different people in my life. But I wasn't a child star. And let me tell you, that being like a sole provider for your family, bringing in like the most money, has to get a little weird. Because it's like, it, making her bathe with her like, brother when she was uh, starting to develop was kind of messed up and the fact that like she, the mom forced her into things like I noticed child stars who are forced into it do not like it later and on in life and those who aren't tend to want to continue acting because they weren't forced into it not all but most but I would say get the book read the book and then listen to her like uh, interviews. It is amazing. And Jeanette, I'm so sorry for what you went through. Thank you for giving us this book. Also, can you read another book? Any kind of book. I would read it. I think you would make a great writer. I know that you, like, in your book you said your mom would hate that you became a writer. I think you would make an amazing writer from what I've read about this book. And I'm like, ooh, she wrote other things? Can I, like, get another book out of her like that would be amazing or she could like if she still wanted to work with like in like acting she doesn't have to act she could be like the writer of the story she is such a good writer I was impressed and this book is amazing and sad and messed up so I would say read it it's amazing okay hope you all have a great week bye for now let's see if we have an ad break for today our sponsor Afric, 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 Afric. Sponsor, 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 sponsor. And before we go to ad breaks or sponsors, let's get a little bit of a...
enjoying my podcast and you enjoy this ad break slash sponsor. And now we're all winded down. I hope you all enjoyed my podcast about movies, TV shows, books, and games. And I hope you all have a great and wonderful week and weekend. If you want to hear more of me, I do have other podcasts as well on ACAST, so you can check those out. And I also have a kids podcast as well called Gummy Bears Podcast Land that if you want to hear more of me during the weekend, you can. But I hope you all have a great, wonderful week and I hope you all enjoy this. And I just tell you my opinion, facts about the show, hopefully. We could agree to disagree, or you could give me your opinion, I could take it into consideration, you could take mine into consideration. And I really do enjoy doing this, you guys are my fans, and I love you, and you guys are so wonderful social butterflies, and you're so genuinely a great and wonderful butterfly gem. I hope you all have a great and wonderful sloppy day. And... Don't forget to check out my other stuff. I do have a YouTube channel as well, which is named which is named I just the Susanna May O'Hagan Sweetie M Uniquely Sloths. And I will give you a little bit of facts. Um sloths only go to the bathroom once a week on the ground. That is it. Just a fun fact, a little bit about sloths that I thought you might enjoy. Okay, over and out. Bye for now. Love my uniquely gem butterflies. Fly off and enjoy. Bye for now.